Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you not quite live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and the Cathet region, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoma Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, who has a cold. Blah. <laughs> and joining me very healthfully, yay, is Jill Kirby from Victoria, who is also an astrologer. Hello. And we are going to talk really slow because February is very quiet. Well, it's short months too. It's, yeah, it's a short <laughs> month and, and everybody's sort of saving up their big um, uh, moments for March and March is, yeah. Well, January was, yeah. was yeah. a very eventful one with all the planets turning direct to Yes, yes. Yeah. Although I did notice and I did run through um for mars not so much mercury mercury can pick up speed pretty quick after it's been retrograde but mars is still really slow but he is going oh, yes. in the right direction yeah. oh yeah it's going to yeah, be yeah. strong for sure yeah anyway we will take you through um what is coming up for this month and first thing i'm going to do is put up the animated so is that does that look proper Good, 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 good. First. So the first thing that I kind of noticed about this month, um, you know, which Jill's already said, is everybody is in direct motion. And that's going to stay the same until about May. And then mm -hmm. I think Mercury does a retrograde, but Pluto stations and um, does a retrograde in May. So there is this window where there's going to be folks born on the planet with everybody going in the direction that they like to go. I don't know if likes the right word, but where they're um, the promise of Moving what they can, yeah, they can, they can do what they want to do and it, yeah, it's moving in accordance to the way they want it to move. Yeah. Which is kind of nice for a change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's more flow when things are moving forward. Exactly, exactly. Okay, and Saturn is of note right now. Um, you know, he is very operative in Aquarius. Obviously, in, in ancient times, he was the ruler of Aquarius. And he is, at this point, going to, you know, continue his jaunt through Aquarius until, you know, the early days of March without doing any forward and backwards. So there's a bunch of folks getting one hit wonders as mm -hmm. you want to call them. Um, and he, one way of looking at it this month is he's asking for concrete ideas from the outliers, from the, not from the center, but from the out, outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To go, you know, to support the uh, Uranus and Taurus, mm -hmm. and basically, because yeah, Uranus is really, it won that last round. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, and Mars, that he's direct now, um, you know, in Gemini, he is rounding up and collecting data from way back in September, because that's when he was in these early degrees of Gemini, was back in September. Yeah. yeah. So there will be, you know, scenarios where you know the report was started everything went sideways and finally the report's coming together and is going to get published that type of idea or the lines of communication back in september that looked like they were 
cool. We'd, we've connected here, we've connected here, we've connected here, and then it all went for crap. So going back is something that might be part of some people's experience this month where um, Mars is going back and now he's going to collect all that data and just keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and Mars will move forward and uh, try and Saturn as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, he does make it. Generally a good thing for. Yeah. Oh, productive. More focused and productive and putting mm -hmm. things into concrete form. Exactly, exactly. So, and then I looked at Neptune Uranus and I kind of went, hmm, are they working towards their last? Um, and what I found was that they are still working on their last hits for some folks. In other words, they are still covering terrain that they've already been across because of their yes. stationing and then going retrograde. Yeah. So now they've both stationed, now they're both moving forward, but they're still, they're not to new territory yet. No, and, and Uranus yeah. has been sort of hovering on that center mm. degree of, of Taurus, yeah. which is yeah. like- which, which also takes us back to the eclipse in on November the 8th, that was at 16 degrees. Mm -hmm. and, and so for Uranus, he doesn't get into new territory until May of this year. And for Neptune, it's the end of March before he starts to touch yeah. new territory, right? So they're still just sort of, yeah. Um, yeah Neptune is the one that's sort of lagging behind, right? Yeah. All the other outer planets are... <clears throat> Shifting into new signs, and he's like, "Yeah, I think I'll hang out in my sign for, for a while." A while. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, keep that fog in place. Okay, and Pluto. Well, you know, he is. You know, he's going to do this blur of back and forth between Capricorn and Aquarius, and Capricorn and Aquarius, and and just hanging out in what the ancients used to call anuretic degree, which is yeah. the last degree of a sign. And then, of course, as Jill um, keeps reminding us, he'll hit that zero degrees of Aquarius, which is quite a potent marker in, you know, this last 10 years with the, um, the new series of conjunctions of Uranus-Saturn beginning, or not Uranus, Jupiter-Saturn beginning at zero degrees of Aquarius. So that's an animal all of its own. Right. Well, he's also going to back up one more time to sit on, hit the U.S. Pluto. Yes. Yeah. Degree. He doesn't come right back to the exact degree, but he's within the degree. Totally. He's on the degree, but not the minute. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. close enough. Yeah. So just to finish that off. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But before I leave. <laughs> just before just I leave. Want, yes. <laughs> yeah. So we could look at it from the outer planet's point of view that February is mostly about old ground, um, except for Saturn, who is definitely starting to march into new ground that he's only going to touch once mm -hmm. uh, and then move on. Okay, so we begin, and I'm just realizing that did I hit start? Of course not. Of course <laughs> not. Okay, so I think we've probably talked for five minutes at least. Dang, dang. <laughs> <sighs> There's always something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Blame it on retrogrades. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I can't. Darn. <laughs> I could blame it on, you know, cold medicine that is actually keeping me from, or is letting me be functional right now. 
Mm. Okay, so uh, our first sort of significant aspect is the sun squaring uh, Uranus uh, from Aquarius. So I'm just going to move this ahead. And, um, you know, we're, we're at, um, okay, so earlier in the day on the third is when this would have happened of um, February. And this is definitely going to ring. No, it's, it's still approaching. It's going to hit it at 15. Okay, so it's the next day then. There we go. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So, so February the 4th, uh, Uranus squares or sun squares Uranus, which is going to ring the bell, um, mm -hmm. um, you know, the eclipse back in um, November, November the 8th, and just that center degree of the wheel of yeah. between the um, axis of the world, which is, um, you know, your zero degrees of Aries, Libra, uh, Cancer, and Capricorn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so there's there should... activation, basically. Yeah, and I... so we should see themes that go all the way back, because Uranus stationed both years, uh, twenty one and twenty two, at fourteen. Mm -hmm. And so you know this is going to pull us all the way back to the to some of the the tensions that Saturn and Uranus were creating all yeah. the way back to 2021 yeah, yeah. now on a on a sort of more practical personal level um you know there's just a lot of really feisty energy and you're going to want to just this is who i am as in a separating act of not being lumped in with everybody else you know wanting to express your own unique individuality it's also the day before uh, the New, the full moon. Mm -hmm. So, so that's basically. I mean, the sun will be at they'll be at sixteen again, but still, yeah. it's within a degree. So exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's like a replay. <laughs> yeah, um, and so you know that tension. We're going to feel that. And here, I will stop my share, and I'll let you put up the new moon. Oh. No rush. I didn't know you were going to spring that on me. Well, that's okay. Like I say, no rush. <laughs> we realized at the beginning of this episode that we don't have a lot to talk yeah. about. Uh, this is set for the. Uh, yeah, this is wash. Set. It's set for Washington, but we'll ignore the angles. Yes. So February 5th, I'll just read out some of the data. We have a full moon in Leo at that 16 degrees, which was where the eclipse, it was squaring the eclipses mm -hmm. um, or would be squaring the eclipses of, Feb of November the 8th. Um, and obviously it's still squaring Uranus. Um, yeah, so just a huge echo mm -hmm. of the tensions of the last two years and yeah. what's what I think is sort of significant too about this is the fact that um, Mercury is coming up very quickly to yeah. Pluto and um, you know this this may be one of those times in February where the powers that be that you know are not recognizing that the world is pivoting are going to possibly Mercury conjunct Pluto really try to get their message out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean the power the power push is going to be yeah substantial. It's been substantial, but it's going to ramp up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on a on a personal note, um, it's recognizing that each person in a face to face type of relationship, and that's always with full moons, um, and this one in particular, that the unique individuality and creative self expression, the I in Leo is recognized within that uh, partnership. Um, and, uh, you know, it could cause the rhetoric to get quite loud with Uranus squaring that. Yeah, it's also the only thing on the other half of the chart, right? Mm -hmm. Which is significant. Yeah. It's like yeah. the handle on a bucket, you know, yes. so it is pivotal kind yeah. of. Yeah, so you, you'll expect that Leo component to be very operative that day. You know, the, the big ego thing um, coming out and yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll well, and, and with the squares to Uranus, there's a, a rebellious energy there. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, Won't be a quiet full moon. No, I think, no. you know, things are, you know, even though it's not a lot happening, seems not to be a lot happening this month. I think it is ramping up the energy again. Yeah. Yeah, there will be moments, definitely. Okay, I'll get you to stop sharing so that okay. I can see my list. I yeah. Thank you. Okay, so. Um, start the Venus square Mars and the fourth. Yes, yeah. And that I kind of, it, I found that interesting when I was looking at that, um, only due to the fact that um, there's nothing else really happening yeah. in mutable signs, right? So I'm thinking that, um, you know, what we're going to, if there is an experience between, you know, this Venus in Pisces and uh, Mars in Gemini, it'll be on a personal level, you know? So okay. if you've got 11 degrees of mutable signs strong in your chart, um, you're likely to notice this one, whereas the rest of us, not likely. And possibly a couple of degrees either side of that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This, this is the, the yin and yang kind of facing off in a way. Yeah, yeah. And um, squares are all about respect, about, you know, actually noticing that somebody's running into your agenda and you're running into their agenda. And, and you've yeah. got the Gemini Pisces thing where Gemini wants to be really clear and Pisces is all nebulous. And so, yeah, exactly. You know, that's, that's definitely, you know, she may be in for, in for exaltation in Pisces, but. She doesn't have, she, she would never carry the strength even in exalted Pisces to no. do battle with Mars and Gemini because that's yeah. just way too fast. You know, talk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> okay. So February the 6th, um, that Mercury, like I said, it's, it's moving and it's coming up uh, to its sextile to um, Neptune. Neptune. So, you know, you don't really want to be signing any contracts around the 5th or the 6th. Um, you know, if you're trying to pitch something, if you're, you know, into, um, get rich quick Ponzi schemes, I don't know. 
Well, I said, <laughs> or I write poetry, write poetry. Write poetry, but yeah. I think also, yeah, just being more kind of leery of, you know, what people are telling yeah. me. You know, yeah. just as Neptune can be, can be lovely, but can also be somewhat de deceptive and oh yeah, illusions and that can even with a sextile, it's yeah, like it's it's a bit like that Mars Venus thing because it's Gemini Pisces. This is Mercury Neptune. It's kind of the same energy of yeah, Mercury wants especially Capricorn wants everything clear and yes and yeah. concrete and Neptune's. Yeah. What? <laughs> yes. Concrete. <laughs> so um, one of the things that came to my mind is dream, dream, dream. Be very suspicious of big corporate messaging coming out yeah. today. Absolutely. Yeah, where they're desperate to hang on to the old message. Yeah. And, and yeah. you would be more susceptible than usual to the illusion and the marketing spin. And all. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it, it's interesting that almost the very next day, um, by the 8th here, we've got Venus, which is exalted in that Pisces, rules that Uranus in Taurus, um, and it makes a sextile. So it's, the you know, those couple of days in there might have quite the juxtaposition happening. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Venus, Venus can bring some clarity after the, because Uranus like, yeah. likes to, you know, shine light and kind of, it's like the lightning bolt that everything's clear for a second. <laughs> yeah, and it, it can also be um, an opportunity to make unexpected connections. Right. Like not realizing that, you know, this person over there is actually on your same wavelength. Yeah. Or finding your community. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like just intuitively mm -hmm. finding the right group with spontaneity. You know, it's like, well, yeah, I don't know why I turned down this street or why I walked into yeah. that coffee shop or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I see this is a very intuitive sign and she's mm -hmm. in your element in a way. And yeah, just kind of gravitating through intuition or whatever to mm -hmm. well in the right group. Mm -hmm. We've also got Mercury getting very close. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> that is the next aspect. Um, yes. And so like two days later, do, 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 do. <laughs> um, yeah, this is uh, at uh, 28 degrees of Capricorn. So it's definitely part of the U.S. Uh, Pluto return. Oh, yes. And messaging around, you know, this second week of February. Um, yeah. yeah I'm desperately to hang on to that corporate power thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it is Pluto. So what they might do is... Um, actually reveal themselves in ways they're not expecting to well i think so i think i think there is a lot of revealing happening and yeah i think venus as she approaches neptune may be a kind of lifting the veil kind of thing mm -hmm. so yeah and, and it if their messaging gets too 
same, same, then how that, that resonates off of what's actually happening in the world, you know, the disconnect there, um, yeah, could reveal the fact that we have a crashing and burning civilization. Um, you know, it's uh, what did, what's his face did? He fiddled when Rome burned. Yes. Yeah. So it could be a fiddler burning Rome moment um, yeah, here around the 10th. Definitely collapsing and they're trying mm -hmm. to shore them up <laughs> using narrative. Yes. Yeah. One way they do it, and also Mercury in in the U.S. chart is in the opposite opposite kind. Yes, of in Cancer. Yeah, and we've got Sun approaching Saturn rapidly. Yes, we do. Yeah. So, on a personal level, you can use Mercury Pluto to um, have those hard conversations that you might you might need to have in your life, and and also do a lot of research. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. a good time to dive deep into, yes. you know, what, what do I want to know about? What do I want to know? And where can mm -hmm. I find information? Because, yeah, you know, there's questions that may need to be asked, and that's a good time to be searching for answers. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You might have to dig pretty deep to find them. Yeah. And children born at this time, this is a major mind coming into the planet coming mm -hmm. into the planet with uh, Mercury conjunct Pluto. Um, yeah, major mind coming in. Okay, again, what's next? Okay, well, obviously, like I said, Mercury picks up speed way quicker uh, than any oh, yeah. other than the moon. Um, and so just the very next day, he's left Capricorn behind and he is now in that degree. Yeah, yeah. On the 11th, he'll be on that degree. But, he, you know, I mean, he is moving right now. So yeah. um, it's more about that, um, you know, the ideas and the communication have to reach a larger audience. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, while Mercury is an Aquarius, the outliers get a voice. Also, you know, if you've done a lot of research during that Mercury-Pluto, you're mm -hmm. going to bring that forward. You might want to share it with yeah. a wide, wider group of people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Okay. So, uh, oh, I love this one. Okay, so one of the more spectacular things happening uh, this year is our Valentines. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, so we actually, late on the evening of February the 14th, Venus does conjoin Neptune. If that isn't romance on steroids, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> and the moon, by early in the morning, when some may be experiencing the glow, um, the moon comes and, and nudges it as well, right? It gets up far enough in degrees to actually square the Venus Neptune. Yeah, it square. might be a wake up call because. Yeah. Oh, come on, come on. It's, it's Valentine's Day. Give them their bliss. I, but romance is not love, romance is romantic. I, ideas and ideal you know it's it's yeah. it's good to have a moment of romance yeah but yeah it can have consequences as well oh well of course of course 
the other up. thing that might be possible is the releasing of, I can't believe they actually think we're going to believe this. That mm. would be a possibility. Or there could be some um, new fantasy series gets released or um, a bunch of people have uh, major attunement on a meditation level. This would be, um, you know, we're still going to have a couple more years where Venus and Neptune will get together. Yeah, and or also- It leaves the sign, but these are moments great. where your group consciousness can definitely be plugged into. It can also be on an individual basis, a very creative time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah and it's it's important just to let the ideas flow in it's not important to actually finish anything it's just to let the download happen yeah the creative process and yeah. whatever flows in yes yeah. yeah exactly receptive they're both receptive right mm-hmm. yeah and and neptune is often talked about as the higher vibrate higher frequency of venus yeah yeah w- which would make sense yeah. Mm-hmm. spiritual values yeah is another thing yeah that you might be more attuned to your spiritual values mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay then we get the much anticipated sun conjunct uh saturn which mm-hmm. um what's what's interesting about saturn doing this sort of straight through run uh, before it hits pisces is we're getting down to the final few weeks of when you can, um, if you were to use electional astrology and you wanted to, to start something that had a really solid Saturn base, um, this is this day, and I, you know, I didn't look at it from an electional point of view, but um, it would definitely rank up there if the moon was in any kind of cooperative um, scenario as one of the final anchoring points, because of course it'll be over 30 or not quite 30 years, but like 26 years before we see Saturn again in its own home term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Also just with Venus still conjunct Neptune Mm -hmm. or, you know, close enough. Yeah. You're um, combining that creative flow with Mm -hmm. putting it into form. Yes. Yeah. There's that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for people who have late degrees of fixed signs, um, Saturn coming to visit to those late degrees, it's recognizing what is the reality. Um, And are you willing, if it's a conjunction and you're an Aquarian, are you willing for it to the reality that you're experiencing in your life? Do you want it to stay the same or is it time to go no and make a change? Mm. And of course, for fixed signs, it's always a bit tricky um, because they can sometimes look at you and go, change, change, really? (laughs) I'm glad this isn't exactly square my Mercury. (laughs) (laughs) it's two degrees past almost three yay (laughs) what do you mean i have to change my mind come on (laughs) i've already done that once or twice anyway yeah so it's uh yeah we're getting down to the wire with uh um 
Saturn holding a court in the world. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. We'll yeah. Dive, in, dive into the Pisces waters soon. Yes. Totally different energy. Okay, so very next day we get Mercury sextile Jupiter. Um, so if uh, you and the crowd you work with are needing to brainstorm some new ideas between the 17th and the 18th, um, that's the time to do it with that sextile between Mercury and Jupiter. And the moon comes in to energize it as well. So. Exactly. exactly. Um, yeah, I think uh, thinking big, like yes. don't, don't be afraid to think big. There are infinite possibilities and mm -hmm. that's the time to start looking at them. Like, exactly. Yeah. Not be limited by the old Saturnian thing, mm -hmm. but by, but looking at, you know, with, again, with that Venus, Neptune and Pisces, bringing in the imagination of what's possible. Mm -hmm. Anything's possible. Well, yeah. What, yeah, what do I do then? What, let's brainstorm some big ideas. Yes. Yeah. All righty. Okay. So I will let you put up the new moon chart because that will be the next. Okay. I can do that. Thank you. There it is. Yes. Get out of the way. <laughs> um, there we are. Yeah. I uh, have the full moon chart actually is what I'm seeing. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. I miss saw that. <laughs> that guy away and go to that one. That one. That's what I asked for. <laughs> There you go. So like like Jill has commented way back in, I think it was December, that we're getting a series of zero one degree new moons. And here oh, is yeah. one. Five, five in a row, which is unusual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the others are mid-degrees of you know, the other signs. So. And we have, again, like you like to comment, um, that compression factor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is even going to get more once Pluto, you know, leaves uh, Capricorn. Um, and yeah, then we'll be within a... Well, Mars is going to start moving faster and pulling away. That's true. That's true. So there will be a little bit more. But yeah, but especially when the moon is in the midst of all of, all of it. Mm -hmm. Definitely tight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So a new moon in Pisces um, with still two other planets in Pisces, although, you know, by the end of the day, Venus will have moved into Aries, which, you know, that there is something about that contrast, um, oh, yeah. you know, between Pisces and Aries. To me, that's one of the biggest shifts in the 12 signs that can happen is that one. Yeah. Yeah, not only are they next to each other, they are sort of the alpha and omega, right? They yeah, are, the, you know, the beginning and the end. Aries yeah. is the beginning, even though a circle has no beginning and end. Um, and Pisces is the, you know, the end of it. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's an interesting place in the zodiac. It is, very much so, <laughs> very much so. And I'm a bit curious, I get you to go to reports up there. I'm curious as to what, who's at the midpoint. Okay. I have to move you first. <laughs> you're, yep, you're right. Yeah, I'm in the way. I understand. 
right, so go to midpoint trees. That'll show us. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah, so I'm curious about Mars, Pluto. Oh, so Mars is at the midpoint of the moon Venus. That's interesting. But Mar I don't see a Mars Pluto anywhere. So nobody's really at the, you know, I was just curious if anybody was bracketing and coming mm. to the midpoint, but there isn't. <clears throat> Although we do have sun moon is Mars Uranus. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you wouldn't think of, you know, a new moon in Pisces is having any kind of shocking um, violence with it at all. <laughs> and yet the midpoint for that new moon is Mars Uranus. Well, in, in, wow. in, in Uranus ruled uh, Aquarius. So yeah, more significant still because Mars is just getting going. And yep. yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. You also it is. Yeah. Also got Mars involved or Uranus involved in the sun. With Pluto, yeah. Pluto midpoints there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So even though I mean normally we would be talking about a new moon where you know you get your spiritual desires in order and um, you know it's a starting, it's a laying the seed for something. Mm -hmm. um, and with that Uranus Mars there, we, we might be saying. You, it might surprise you what seeds you've just planted. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, on a spiritual level. Yeah. Could have sort of shocking ramifications. Yes. Yeah. Well, we do have Mars on the midpoint. Oh. Yeah. Sun and Moon with our Venus. So. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Alrighty, so I'll let you stop, but unless there was something else you wanted. Well, we can come back to these if yeah. we have lots of time, which I suspect we will. Oh, mm -hmm. I just kind of sense that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, we now, of course, as soon as that new moon has passed, we get uh, Venus ingresses into Aries. Um, you know, if you haven't been inspired or active relationship-wise, Venus and Aries definitely get you out the door and onto the dance floor or whatever, um, interacting with people. Yeah. Well, you've also got Venus in Pisces sextile in Pluto. So mm. that's interesting. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah, for deepening, that. Um, deepening the spiritual relationship. Yeah or whatever that might be yeah but then she crashes out into aries and mm -hmm. roars off into the sunset <laughs> <laughs> okay february 21st we get um let's see now i should probably share my screen again take up a little bit of time uh let's see Okay, so we get not too much there. Mercury with Mercury, yes, Mercury yeah, coming up to the square with Uranus. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so if you're wanting to drop a bombshell, 21st, 22nd, that would be the day to do it. 
and still activating that middle degree again. Exactly, exactly. It's and just, again, the eclipse degree on the eighth. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they, you yeah. know, from from the U.S. political scenario, um, whatever you know came to uh, came to the fore at that election, which was basically almost a stalemate for them. Um, you know, the problems of that election um, will be echoed here with it being triggered again. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think a lot's going to be triggered over the next little while. <laughs> well, yeah, um, it's just still sitting at those degrees, which again, take us all the way back to August of 2021. Yeah. Okay, now what was the next thing? There was another thing. I know there was another thing. Oh, right. The trine. Get your motor running. Yes. Oh. Yeah, so here the very, well, actually the same day almost, or, you know, less than 24 hours later, Mercury trines Mars, um, which is, you know, the spewing forth of everything that Mars is now collecting and has, you know, all the revisions have been made and, uh, you know, the data starts streaming out. What, I've forgotten what degree did Mars turn retrograde initially? Eight. Eight. Oh, 25. 25. Yeah, so, yeah, so he's still got, got it's still, still retracing yeah. the steps. It's been exactly, on. exactly. He's still gathering mm -hmm. up what's been reviewed and revisioned. <clears throat> exactly. Well, and, and Mercury's coming away from that conjunction with Pluto. Or if you've done some deep digging, then yeah, you might want to spread it far and wide and get really activated to yes, yeah. do that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, and oh my goodness, we still have like gobs and gobs of time. I do believe that is all that I have. Yeah, it is. That's all February has. <laughs> That's all that February has. And we have a half hour to go. So Jill, did you want to make some comments about, um, yeah, the new and the full moon with the US chart? Yeah, I thought that would be, it's always interesting to look at their, <laughs> mm -hmm. their chart because um, there's so much going on for them right now. Yep. And so we've got... Um, Are you going to do a bi-wheel? That might yes. be kind of fun. That's where Excellent. I was Excellent. 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 looking at it as a little thing here. So <laughs> it throws me off. Aww. There we are. Oh dear. So we'll look at the full moon first because that's what comes first. Right. You do need to share. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I wonder what was going on with that. Uh -huh. I, I decided to share and yeah. I didn't. Come on. <laughs> play oh. nice. Play nice for Jill. Oh, there it is. Yay, team. So just a reminder, we are using the Sibley chart uh, for yeah. the U.S. Uh, it's not the only chart for the U.S., but it is very commonly used in yeah. analyzing, you know, what's the majority of astrologers yeah. I see use it. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be sort of the generally agreed upon. Yeah, yeah. And so as we can see, that full moon with uh, Mercury and Pluto definitely, you know, echoing the Pluto return they're going through. 
Well, it's it's on the midpoint of their moon south node too. Ah, all righty. Oh which, yes, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so that would that would have been true then for that eclipse that would have been on that midpoint. Oh yeah, yeah. Then yeah. yeah. we've got Mars, right? Mm-hmm. On their descendant at this at the yeah. top of this full moon. So yeah, and Mercury, well, Mercury doing the opposition to natal Mercury as well yeah. as the conjunction here. So <laughs> yes, yeah, so a lot, a lot being activated in the chart by the full moon. Yeah, and Saturn. Uh, Saturn. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and joining their moon, and so that's um, one way to put that. The moon is typically, you know, the citizens of a country, and Saturn yeah. there, um, you know, are the the rules, regulations, boundaries, structures are, you know, what's the reality for the people on the ground? Is it good or is it bad? And this yeah. might be an attempt as well to impose more restrictions, which that could be. Yep, I don't think are going to go over if they do try no that. no probably not we still have neptune on the opposition to their natal neptune it's as been, well yeah it's been hanging out yeah. on for a long long time Challen challenging the vision that they thought they were starting with yeah whether but or not course, you know what actually came out of that vision might not have been what they originally intended or no no i think it's well i think it's gotten distorted because of the whole corporate Mm -hmm. see that's grown up mm -hmm. um and become sort of <laughs> the thing the yeah yeah myopia we talked about that last week yeah, yeah where it gets yeah. myopic where can't see outside the box yeah mm -hmm. yeah so we've got we've also got you know the nodes are starting to square the natal nodes yeah nodal axis square so i think that has a lot to do with you know where's this country coming from where's it going what's happening so yeah. it kind of fits with all the rest of it with the pluto return and the, yeah you know the timing seems about right on that yeah, yeah. we need a rebirth down there absolutely and, yeah. and not only have we got mars conjunct the descendant you got venus squaring the ascendant descendant. yeah yeah so and that has to do with financial system money mm -hmm. um that kind of thing which is you know a huge thing for the states anyway with yeah. return so yeah a huge amount going on in this one little chart it's quite kind of interesting and all that happened yeah, yeah. yeah. um cool and jupiter, and jupiter is actually trying their north node which is oh yeah yeah, yeah. That's kind of interesting too, because it's the ruler of their ascendant. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So there could be some big trade things get yeah. uh, the light of day shone on them. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's going to be an yeah an interesting time with all the rest that's going on. That's sort of a minor thing in conjunct in context of the rest of. Mm -hmm. But it could be because it's Jupiter. It could be look over here, look over here, instead oh, yeah. of over there. Absolutely, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that going on, I believe. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, not not only as we said before, the full moon, but it's squaring Uranus. So that's yeah. pulled into this, even though this Uranus isn't squaring the midpoint of these two exactly. Yeah. Close enough to yeah significant. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
Yes, I thought that was kind of an interesting one to yep. look Yes. Okay, so and then the new moon, that yeah. sneaky new moon that's conjunct mm -hmm. the Mars Uranus midpoint. Wow. <laughs> or squaring it. It's probably squaring it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, basically that Saturn, um, pretty much all of, of February will be sitting um, close enough to cause some angst. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, there's a lot of people struggling because of yes, the, there are all this, yeah. all that's gone on in the last couple of few years, three mm -hmm. years. Um, there's a lot of people who are really struggling, you know, yep. financially and otherwise. And um, yeah, mm -hmm. we got Venus right at the very tail end of <laughs> yeah, yeah, fish. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of an interesting place. Now we've got. Mars has come above the horizon and it's yeah. heading, for, heading for the Mars return again. Yeah. Which. And that's uh, once every two and a bit years. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the second, it's, it'll be the third time it's gone over it. Yeah. Because yes. of the retrograde. So because again, of, yeah, the retrograde again, in general. Timing, it's like yeah. bouncing off that Mars and Uranus in, in Gemini. It's, uh, yeah. This one's for you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that would take us. I'm just trying to think now. That would take us back to. So it's stationed at the end of October on 25. So it would be October, and then um, later in December when it came back, and now. So this is the final hit coming up. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it would tie those time frames together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it had to go over it first mm -hmm. and, then and back up over it. And now it's coming forward. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, again, it's sort of like little signals coming mm -hmm. up. Saying, this mm -hmm. is significant, guys. Keep it and, up. and so if, if we extrapolate, you know, that we notice that the <laughs> um, sun moon is sitting on the, the square midpoint between transiting Uranus and Mars, with their chart having Uranus and Mars, um, you know, in awkward positions in their chart, <laughs> um, you know, and that has been one of the concerns that astrologers have been um, looking at is the fact that every time Uranus has done its return for them, um, they tend to march off to some sort of war. So, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there could be some echoes there's in been this very new few moon. Years in the U.S. history that they haven't been in some war or another. Well, there's that too. <laughs> yeah, it's like eight years or something out, out of their entire history. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, not anything new there, but these, yeah, you know, this is not real super close, but it's close enough to call out a square to their natal mm -hmm. the the new moon. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, and the, and the ascendant actually lines yes, up. Yes, so it, it, yeah, it's um, a restating. Yeah. 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 Which Except is always makes it typically um, a bit more on point when uh, oh. the angles come back to where they were. But yeah, I see that the MC, I'm, not quite, but. Not uh, quite. A, yeah. I mean, it's in a different sign, which is interesting. Yeah. And that aneuretic degree. Venus, 
Venus on the yeah on the icy of the and it's uh, trine sextile that Pluto at twi- twenty nine degrees so yeah mm. yeah yeah so again it makes I it like, a little more I powerful like, I like yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 um, yeah just so much yeah. going on again in in one chart is very interesting. <clears throat> And so, you know, the sun, moon, um, you know, the sun can be in a country's chart scenario. It's, you know, it's the leader. And so, you know, people were speculating that uh, Biden might not make it to the end of his term. Mm. Um, yeah. So this could be a time frame where something shocking like that happens. Well, you've also got Jupiter active because it's been squaring first Venus mm-hmm. and then approaching now the sun. And we've got Chiron squaring the sun, which is... Yeah, it is. Yeah. And they're coming up to their Chiron return next. Yeah. Which they've had several of, but yeah. Well, yeah, every 50 years Chiron comes yeah. around. Exactly. So, yeah. So, again, the timing of all that... that mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, there's definitely some healing that needs to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, purge because, you know, Pluto's really like purging stuff. It's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, when you do that, you do have to heal from it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually going to pause because I need to, and then we will be back. Okay. Yeah, just once. Okay, we are back from a very quick break. (laughs) And I've put up a couple of charts, or I'm about to. Um, And this is possibly going to be also at some point in the near future, an actual episode itself, in which I'm kind of curious about the people who are informing life as we speak. Um, and, you know, that are out there in the world doing their thing, uh, for better or for worse. <clears throat> and um, so I've come across two that I find kind of interesting. One of them I do not have a birth time for, um, although I have speculated with one of them. Um, Noam Chomsky, though, um, we do definitely have uh, a birth time for. And so what I'm curious about and why I'm putting these charts up is obviously where the outer planets have been in the past will be, you know, they're carrying forward um, and it will, you know, bounce off where all of these uh, planets are changing to. And um, obviously for somebody like Noam Chomsky having, you know, the Pluto opposition uh, to his Pluto, um, and you know the the time frame. I mean, these folks. My brother is actually a year younger, or mm. a year older. Year year older than this dude. <clears throat> and so, I mean, they have witnessed profound changes. You know, since they were on the planet of values and all the rest of it, which of course mm-hmm. Uranus in in um, Taurus is talking about. Um, and, you know, he has brought forward many ideas. And, you know, here we can see in his chart, he has Sag rising, Mercury, Sun, Saturn, all in Sag. Yeah, um, a professional ideas guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, 
And he would have been going against the status quo with that Pluto in Cancer. Um, it's an inconjunct there. Um, and I imagine at this point in his life, he's probably questioning, have I actually made a difference, right? You know, with that Pluto opposition, did I, did my message get out in the way I wanted it to? Yeah. Um, he had Uranus in Aries, which would have helped getting those ideas out there, you know, breaking the, the mold type of thing. Uh, Neptune in Virgo would have given him some um, pretty good chop chops for um, crafting the message. Well, Mars, Mars in, in, in Cancer squaring that Uranus is, mm -hmm. adds, adds a punch. Yep, yep. The willingness to, to step out of the what was considered normal, yeah. Well, in the sextile between Mars and Jupiter, was Jupiter ruling all his Sagittarianness? Yes, yeah, good catch, good catch, yeah, I like that. Yeah. And trining Neptune. Yep. Jupiter trying Neptune, so big ideas, dreaming big, whatever, yep. you know. Yeah, exactly. So the other fellow I've got up here who, um, when I read this guy's biography, I'm like, what? <laughs> so he's a writer. Um, he's written a couple of um, bestsellers in terms of thought. Um, and uh, I don't have a birth time for him. I've speculated 7 p.m. just because I like the idea of Aquarius rising for when he moved from um england to of all places elmira southern ontario and i happen to know elmira <laughs> which is a little mennonite village <laughs> and yeah so he at the age of six he sort of you know grew up in this mennonite environment that says uh, it's a solar return is it a solar return oh did i pull up the wrong one i did oh thank you for noticing that Thank you for noticing that. I would have been looking at that wrong chat. All right, uh, dual wheels. Here we go again. Noam Chomsky and or, yeah, and Michael Gladwell. There we go. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. There, <clears throat> there we go. Noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I came up with a speculative um, Sag rising, uh, or yeah, Sag rising for him as well. And again, it was you know this point here or actually Pluto moving to the MC, because going from English city life to Elmira <laughs> would have been quite a transition, even, but for, you know, a six-year-old obviously is pretty adaptable at that age. Um, but the books that he's written, um, again, you know, there's critics on both sides. Some think what he's written is brilliant. Other people, you know, think it's chump change. Um, but with all that Virgo up there, which I'm assuming is going to be on the 10th, um, he has a way of tapping in to the zeitgeist, uh, moon in Pisces opposite all this. Um, Venus stuff. exactly conjunct Pluto. Yeah, exactly. And so we have a crop of people born in the 60s that have this Uranus Pluto in Virgo. And my yeah. suspicion is they're of an age and they're um, in a place in their careers where they probably will create some of the um, the transitions that's required at this point in human history. 
What's interesting to me is the Mercury is unaspected. It's all that self there in Libra with all the other stuff in Virgo. Yep. But it's a mutual reception with Venus. Yep, exactly. So that's, I mean, just for a writer to have Mercury not wired in, so to speak. Yeah. Kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. Well, he, his career was pretty speckled until he sort of lit upon his writing. Mm. Um, and then it, um, you know, he sort of found his groove and he's written like eight books now. Right. Um, one of them has a title of Outliers on it. Um, but, you know, again, he's, he's like Noam Chomsky. He's somebody that sees the world and he sees it in a, in a really um, not necessarily, um, well, it's shape-shifting. He changes the narrative and, mm. you know, has you stand from a different point of view and mm. look at something, you know. And <clears throat> if we're going to cure our myopia around, um, uh, you know, the capitalist greed model, uh, you know, yeah, we need people who, who can shake up the thought. Mm. Um, yeah, Mars is also an aspect. Of, mm-hmm. Although I guess there's a wide, very wide opposition from Jupiter, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, just interesting to have two planets without, mm-hmm. without uh, a strong wiring in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've got a strong connection between uh, Jupiter and Saturn and sextile and exact sextile, but mm-hmm. yeah, just uh, there's. The lack of aspects is interesting to me. Yes. Yeah. 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 Huh. Anyway, I'm, I'm hoping to sort of dredge up other people who are in positions where, <clears throat> you know, they're um, at a point in their career where they're going to help us uh, maneuver out of this paradigm that's no longer suitable. <laughs> And um, so the Virgo, if we look at the Virgo, it's opposite that Neptune right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So they can, you know, depending on where that Uranus Pluto is in their chart, uh, Neptune is offering them a chance to create a vision with the, with the um, analysis that they can produce Uranus Pluto, um, you know, where they can, uh, you know, it's like this, the woman that I was saying off air, um, her last name's Tree, where she came into possession of three or 400 acres in England and let it go totally back to nature and how the soil has come back, how the, the um, insects have come back. And, you know, that sort of speaks to me of that Neptune opposite this group of people that would have had Uranus Pluto in yeah. Earth. What we need to realize is that if we didn't poison it, the earth does that, it repairs it. Exactly, exactly, yes. The only problem is we keep poisoning it. Yeah. You know, if we didn't do that, we wouldn't have the problems we have. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Because the earth, I mean, nature does that. That's part of nature's stick is that it it itself repairs healing. Nature is amazing. And we it is. Messing it, it up. <laughs> well, so, um, you know, us, our Pluto and Leo generation, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, um, other than we will be held accountable uh, with Pluto going through opposite our Pluto and Leo. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm not thinking we're the ones that are going to make the change. I'm, I'm thinking it's, yeah, this Virgo. Then you've got Pluto in Libra, which will trine that Pluto in Aquarius. And so the next group, which would be, <clears throat> what, in the 70s, I guess. Yeah, who's moving and shaking that was born in the 70s because they have the trine to that um, Aquarius. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so they will have their say. Well, yeah, I mean, our, our generation is kind of in the elders category now. Yes, yeah, well, apparently. So, <laughs> I'm not so, sure how that happened, but. So, you know, I mean, really it's not, it's, well, it's incumbent on us to participate as yes, best we can, we can in, yeah. in helping to resolve whatever we can. Yeah. But, but the bulk of it's going to be done by younger people because they are younger and they have. Yeah. Yeah. They have yeah. the and the idea. Well, they're in the positions where <clears throat> they can make the difference. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, I guess my kids will have Pluto and Leo or Libra rather. Yeah. So, yeah, they're part of that. Yep. and they're getting you know they're getting their messages here so <laughs> late 40s and 50 um so you know they're not children anymore they're the they're yeah you know, in that category where yes they have enough age to be to have acquired hopefully some wisdom yes and yet you know enough usefulness hopefully to help help put the energy into what yeah. needs to happen. Exactly. Okay. I think we have filled up our time. <laughs> so yep. uh, what's possible for our next episode is how to pick the time to do things in your life. So a, a different way of looking at transits, progressions, um, and things like solar returns and annual perfections. Uh, just to see, you know, if I was going to start a business, what would be a good year to do that? You know, mm -hmm. you probably don't want to do it if, you know, Pluto's on your midheaven, unless what you're doing is toxic waste, but. <laughs> or, or changing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think also you have to be able to look ahead in order to plan <clears throat> for that. Yes. If it's exactly. something like a business you're starting. Yeah. Then yeah. You know, it's something more immediate than you can, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to take a stab at trying to map some of that out for folks. Um, and in the meantime, thank you for listening. And you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Quebec Regions Community <laughs> Radio Station. And we will sign off. Bye. Bye.